0: Out there and be seen shine those coaches tell you but did they tell you that you don't have to shine by yourself probably not a lot of businesses are embracing content co-creation through video shows podcasts and written content and some businesses are even you know embracing collaboration in actual client experiences. This allows you to either create or be a part of a colorful narrative that isn't just an echo chamber when done right, and to actually provide a premium audience or client experience. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I am your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, which is a marketing and branding consultancy for soul-driven entrepreneurs looking to create deep community bonds and just skyrocket the potential for their impact. And today we are going to be talking about co-creation and collaboration and why I think it's the future of business. Uh, the least of which is we are freaking tired and ain't nobody got time for burnout. (laughs) Just kidding, but kind of not really. So just getting into it, like I honestly think that co-creation and collaboration and whether that's content or client experiences, I just think it opens us up to so much more creatively and synchronistically. And I think it opens up our clients to more as well. There's a good reason that the Defiant Business Podcast is a combo of solo episodes and guest episodes. The solo episodes allow me to expand on topics and introduce concepts from my brand to you, but the guest episodes allow me to create content with amazing people that expand all of the possibilities <laughs> due to exposure for both of us to new ideas and, and different perspectives. I have found that this really opens me up creatively. And hopefully it opens you up <laughs> creatively. I, I excel at riffing off of other people's statements or kind of brainstorming on the spot, if you will, expanding on a tangent in a very impromptu way. Uh, Sometimes this causes podcast episodes to go in directions that we didn't expect, but I find that the experience, not just for us as the people, my guest and I making the episode, the experience is also richer for you as the listener. So looking more specifically at collaborating on content, honestly, I think this just makes content creation like fun, funner, more fun (laughs) and easier. Uh, easy because it's so simple to cancel on yourself. Um, even this episode that I'm recording right now, I meant to record it last week, but I was recording it alone. And I was like, "Oh, I mean, granted, I, I feel like I had pretty good reasons, right? It's a reason when it makes sense and an excuse when it doesn't. But still, I meant to do it last week and I ended up not. And so I'm doing it this week. Rightfully. I I planned ahead. But it's a lot harder to cancel when you've committed to showing up for someone else. And that probably says something about a lot of us that we should sit with, that it's easy to cancel on ourselves and not other people. But that's a different episode. Uh, But also, most people find that they can relax and therefore come off more natural when they co-create content with someone. Uh, I found that the content tends to get more exposure overall. If you choose somebody who's also willing to share the content and promote it. But this is because it's being shared to the audiences of all the contributors. And so it gets more visibility for everyone. Even on Instagram, a new feature is that you can tag a collaborator. And so now what that does is as long as the person accepts your tag as a collaborator, instead of being in the tagged tab of Instagram, if you're familiar with Instagram, you probably know what I'm talking about. It just shows up in your feed as like a, a, an organic, natural post, almost like you posted it yourself. So Instagram tells us that when we tag a collaborator, it will be shown to that person's audience as well. So it's very exciting. So it increases the visibility instead of just you doing it on on your own. And people find a lot of value in conversation versus monologuing. Um, Unless you tend to be a naturally entertaining or an intentionally entertaining person when you monologue, like (laughs) I know what I'm doing right now. So not to like, you know, poo poo on myself, like, oh, I'm monologuing. Uh, But honestly, I often feel like I am answering questions from people, even if they just pop up in my head. Um, I'm not afraid to, you know, use funny voices and to be incredibly dramatic. Um, and I think that that is probably what helps my monologues not be boring instead and instead focus on being edutaining, educational, and entertaining. But yes, people tend to find value in conversation, you know, for the reasons I already listed, you know, it like coming off more natural and being, you know, more open, creatively. But also, you know, we like conversations. This is part of why Clubhouse took off. We wanted conversations, even if it was just a listen. To other people's conversations. Think about when Clubhouse took off. It was at the very height of when uh, most countries around the world had locked everything down. I was in my house for days without leaving. At that point, my husband was intentionally taking our vehicles out once a week just to drive them down the street to make sure they still worked. (laughs) Yes, he was taking about driving them down the street just to make sure they still worked. So unless your conversation is overly scripted it really could go anywhere and I think that people find that to be incredibly fascinating if it's a real genuine conversation then you get that wonderful uh, fly on the wall type of feeling that you just don't get when somebody is presenting alone or you know creating content alone so just something to consider It also allows you to play to everyone's strengths. Uh, As a coach, as a consultant, as a service provider, you often niche down. Some people are generalists and that's totally fine. Maybe they focus on a specific industry or maybe they truly are like, we'll do pretty much anything in marketing or anything in sales, anything in whatever service for anybody. But a lot of us niche down. And so we can't be experts in everything. I don't want to be an expert in everything, but we can't be experts in everything. So when you invite other experts into your content creation or event creation business, client experience creation. Uh you can defer to them for what they know instead of feeling like you uh either you know you say you don't know, which I feel is like the best thing to say. But what a lot of people do is they will make up some bullshit right on the spot. I have seen that recently. I have seen that recently where where you know someone was asked a question and then because it's also my area of expertise, I'm listening to them answer and I'm like this is not this is not good. This is not good. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Don't do that. Just say you don't know, you'll get back to them or you can connect them to some, oh, there it is. Connect to somebody, right? Make a referral, collaborate, co-create with someone else. Um, So here's my example. A few weeks ago, I did uh, a live stream, a collaborative co-created live stream with three other people in the coaching and consulting space. And this live stream was called two emails to 100k. And it was about Amy Porterfield's uh, ad that was causing a stir in our circles and Facebook groups and all of that. And so I considered just going live by myself, but I was like, how cool would it be to have Joe on who's, you know, my ethical sales, I I point everybody to him. He is an ethical sales agency and I point everybody to him. Oh, wouldn't it be great to have Tara on? Uh, Because Tara does, you know, funnel strategy and design. Oh yeah, that'd be good. And then how could I have this conversation without talking to uh, my new, like, biz buddy in crime, Humaira, who's also a brand strategist. And it really helped because we were able to kind of talk about things and I was able to say, oh, you know, here we talked about marketing, but Joe, what does this look like from an ethical sales perspective? Or, you know, hey, Tara, so how do we try to avoid sounding, you know, like we're offering, overly offering promises or what's the word I'm looking for, uh, that we're over-promising, there it is, <laughs> overly offering promises, <laughs> that we're over-promising in our funnel, like we want the content to be effective, but how can we show in the content and the design of the funnel, maybe it's in the email, like, and so Tara was able to answer questions, and Humaira always bringing that conscious branding perspective that I absolutely love her for, um, And that is what we were able to do during that conversation. No one person was like, you know, monologuing and just asking people questions. Now, granted, I have relationships with all of them. So it was a very open and trusting space. So yes, it was live streaming on my platforms, but these people I talk to all of the time. So it really gave people that experience of that fly on the wall. What does it look like when these four experts get together? I say expert. I don't want to be weird calling myself an expert, but... uh, these four people with knowledge in these areas, how, how it sounds when they just get together and they just talk. And that's what people wanted. When you're invited to appear in other people's content, it gives you more credibility. You were invited because you have something to offer. So here comes the advantage of appearing in someone else's space. Uh, them inviting you, they often talk you up, they explain to folks why they have wanted to invite you on, and some of their credibility extends to you. Some, so if I invite you on my podcast, uh, anybody who listens is ex- is taking the credibility they give me and extending it to you. So it's always important to be mindful of where you're appearing and who you're appearing with, because we will associate a group of people together in our minds as a result. So if if one person goes off and starts to operate unethically, it could reflect poorly on you. And this is where you have to look at your brand values, your brand core, right? And kind of filter those decisions through your values, your core, your purpose, mission, and vision. You want to make sure that you are making partnerships that are in alignment with your brand. So what does it look like if we're collaborating on business stuff? So you could collaborate on events. That's super easy. You, well, I will not want to say easy. I don't want to say easy. Sorry. I take that back. I take it back. Uh, it's not easy, but it's amazing if you are going to co-create a client experience like a workshop or a retreat or a networking event. You're able to use your combined audiences and combined experience to create an experience that none of you could create alone. So if I create a workshop with someone. Let's say I create as a a brand developer, as a brand discoverer, I help my clients discover their their brands, their authentic, radically authentic brands. If I partner up with another person in the branding space who leans more towards visual identity, the logo, the colors, the fonts, and all of that, and we create a workshop together, that is going to be much more valuable workshop to the people who attend than if I try to do all of it on my own. Because the design part, the visual part is not my area of expertise and I am very comfortable saying so. I do not feel like bullshitting people (laughs) because eventually somebody's going to ask me to make something and I might be like, "Mm, I don't, I don't know. So use your combined audiences, but also your combined expertise to create more valuable experiences. You By partnering with someone else to create a networking event, let's say, you could be the start of many new relationships because your audiences are coming together. How wonderful is that? Amazing, right? Consider referring clients for things outside of your expertise instead of pretending that you're actually the best option. That's not ethical. If you're pretending that you're the best option, that's not ethical. If you say, hey, I don't have a ton of experience in this area, but here's what I know. And the person says, you know what? I I would I'd would rather grow with you. So I understand you're telling me that this would be an area you'd have to learn, but I trust you already. So if you feel comfortable using me as a test case, if you feel comfortable learning for me, then I'd like to go, I'd like to use you. And if this is something you're interested in, then by all means, but be upfront and don't be like, "Oh yeah, I can totally coach you or consult for you on ads." Oh my god, I cannot tell you how unethical it would be for me <laughs> For me to be like, yeah, yeah, I could totally consult with you on ads. No, I can't. I won't because I don't want to learn ads. I will refer you. I will refer you out to someone I absolutely trust for ads. What I'm not going to do is sit here and pretend that I know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to take advantage of your trust in me uh, to do that to say, oh yeah, I can totally help you and just get more money from you and offer a subpar experience. I'm not saying I couldn't learn it well enough to make something happen. What I am saying though, is that the amount of work I have to put in to learn is not gonna be the best for for the you know my clients. And sorry, like I wasn't really planning on going in that route when I hit the record button and then I did and I it just, I was like, no. Because I know there are so many people who would do that, who do do that all of the time and they're just taking people's money instead of just admitting that they are out of their lane. Like they are lost, (laughs) right? It's like um, when I was in the military and we would do land nav, land navigation, and they'd give us the map and they'd give us a compass and we'd have to find points or whatever, and you'd have somebody who was the leader and they were just so obsessed with being the leader and they would just not fucking admit that they got us lost, that we were all lost and that they should have listened to somebody else on the team or admitted that they weren't sure where we were like 30 minutes ago. it happened. It happened. Oh my goodness! I cannot tell y'all how hard it was to be lost in a forest in Georgia in the summer, hot, sweaty, nasty, nasty. Another option might be kind of white labeling. So if let's so let's go back to my example of okay, Ruthie's helping people discover brands. Uh, it's possible that I could partner with somebody who has graphic design experience. And once we discover the brand, we lay the foundation for the values and the personality of the brand and the vision, the mission, the purpose, and we do all of that work, that deep work, and and we just explore how this client wants their brand to show up, the energy they want that brand to have. Then I say, okay, so here's what we're going to do now. We're going to bring in someone from my team who's an amazing graphic designer, and they're going to be able to take all of the work that we just did and turn it into a wonderful logo and colors, and design concepts for you and your business, and we are going to be able to translate everything that we've worked on, everything we've dug up and uncovered, and they're going to translate it into something beautiful. And so then I introduce that person as a member of my team and that member of my team is getting paid just like everyone else. But that could also be another approach where, you know, you're kind of presented as a part of the team. The value to, of this, where it's like, you know, you don't have to, if they ask, like, it's not like you have to keep it a secret. This person, you know, also has like, they work freelance or, or whatever it is, or they operate as an independent consultant as well. Um, and so if they want to continue working with that person, they absolutely can. It's not, you know, you don't have to keep it a secret. It doesn't make you look unprofessional. But what it does do is it allows your client to not have to worry about setting up a contract and paying someone else if you've already ironed out those details. So it can be of immense value to the client. So I just, I think that when we consider discovering our zones of genius as coaches, consultants, service providers, we are working on discovering the thing that we could do all day that we absolutely love. It makes less and less sense. To continue stepping outside of our lane and, and for the, you know, in the army, like, you know, watch your lane is what we say when we're about to, um, uh, fire on the firing range. So we're qualifying with our rifles and stuff. So it allows me to stay focused on my lane instead of aiming at somebody else's targets. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Maybe you don't, maybe you do, but I'm pretty sure you get it. And so this is why I'd like you to consider areas where you can co-create and where you can co- collaborate and it's co-labor. So, you know, it's it's co-late, co-labor because there's labor, there's work involved, but think of areas where you can co-create and collaborate with people in your network for the collective benefit of everyone. If you have recently and it turned out well, I'd love to hear your story. If you have recently and it didn't turn out well, I'd still love to hear your story. So my DMs are open to you. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at defy the quo biz. And the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time.